The boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And again, Mariah is not here. She is back in the U.S., but luckily we have Ian Kennedy joining us today. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me, Paige. So, Ian, since you are new to the pod, just introduce yourself a little. Where are you from? Why did you come to Chile? All the basics. Sure. So, like Paige said, I'm Ian Kennedy. I'm from Missouri in the United States. I'm actually from a, a city called Springfield, which gets a lot of comments here, like The Simpsons. And I have to mention to people that there are many, many Springfields in the United States, so it's not very unique, but still fun. And I came to Chile about a year and a half ago to travel, teach English, practice my Spanish, my Chileno. And yeah, so I'm enjoying life here in Chile and everything that it has to offer. So I really do not know Missouri at all. What is the weather like? Is it cold? Is it always warm? I know nothing. Great question. (laughs) So where I'm from, we actually have, I like to say, the extremes of all seasons. So in winter, there's lots of snow. And in the summertime, it gets pretty hot. I'd say in Celsius, it gets up to about 33, 35 in the heat of the summer and very humid. In addition, I live in a part of the country called Tornado Alley. There's been a lot of tornadoes going through the area, causing destruction. You lived in a tornado alley. Did you see a tornado? Yeah, it was very, very common. Most houses have an area of the house that's like a safe area. So if you have a basement, it's very common to go down to the basement. In the case of my parents' house, we don't have a basement. So we actually have a a hole that's cut out in the foundation of the house. And during tornado warnings, we go underneath the house and wait for the storm to pass. So it's very funny. It's it's something very different for people here to understand, but it's kind of similar to people here with earthquakes. Earthquakes are no big deal here. And for me, it was, oh my God, I'm going to experience my first earthquake living here. So I think it's just whatever you're used to, uh, to growing up with. So for you, you're sitting at your house and the TV comes on and they're like, tornado warning. You're just like, ah, I guess I have to go into the hole. Pretty much. Time to go into the hole. And it's actually pretty common for most neighborhoods to have a big siren, a big loudspeaker that will actually issue a really loud sound to warn everyone that a storm's coming and that you need to take cover. Very normal for me as a little boy to wake up in the middle of the night, go sleep underneath the house for an hour and carry on. I live in the Northeast. I mean, what you can get is maybe a hurricane, but it's really just like a lot of wind and rain. But like, we don't have natural disasters at all. So when I came here, I was like, earthquake, what? <laughs> and like you said, it's normalized, but I don't, I don't think a tornado could ever be normalized for me. That, that's pretty extreme. I have to point out for our listeners, you have an accent. Mm-hmm. Is this a typical Missourian accent? Yeah, I think so. Um, so it's it's kind of been called, I guess, a Midwestern 
neutral sort of accent. I get a kind of a southern, but it's very small. Yeah, it's got <laughs> it's got like a little dash of the southern in there. Because Missouri is really right in the middle. I like to tell people it's right between the south and the central part of the U.S., basically. So you get a lot of people with your, hey, how y'all doing? Kind of that real southern draw. It's definitely something new to me. But so today we're going to be talking about music. Very broad topic. So I wanted to start, you know, you said you're from Missouri. What kind of music were you listening to growing up? That's a great question. So... I grew up listening to a lot of different music. I grew up with uh, with a mom and some aunts who were really big into 80s music. So as a young boy, I got very familiar with like the 80s rock and pop and also being a young kid growing up during the grunge era. So I became a big fan of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, kind of these more well-known rock groups. And as I got older, kind of dove into some more genres that I still love today classic rock, hip-hop, funk, and then some other things, jazz, recently Brazilian bossa nova. I'm always trying to find something new to to listen to. And because you said you are kind of Midwest, a little bit near the South, Southern, is that very popular in Missouri, Southern music? There's a lot of popular country music. Now, I have to distinguish for our listeners the difference between what I call outlaw country and what I call pop country. So I'm a big fan of outlaw country. So artists that people have heard of maybe like Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash. But now that we see more of a trend of the very pop music that's got the country with it. So I hate to be negative, but talking about their tractors and a lot of things that are associated with like a lot of rural life that I don't know if I can really relate to. But yeah, it's very popular in Missouri and in the South, this country genre. But me personally, I'm not, I'm not very into it. For me, I actually despised it <laughs> like all of my life. And then it's a, a recent, a recent like, like probably in the past five years. Okay. I think for me, like when it comes to music, I don't have one genre that I like. It depends on my mood. Yeah, that's a like, great point. I do not like rap music, but when I'm working out, it like gets me pumped up. I don't really generally like country, but when it's summertime and I'm driving in my car with the windows down, it's pretty fitting. So I think for me, it used to be like one genre, like you have to be loyal and faithful to that genre. Now I'm like, whatever mood I'm in, I'll just put that on. That's a really good point. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I Like I said, I like a lot of different kind of music, but it really does depend on my mood or what I'm doing. If I'm writing emails and doing work, studying, things like this, then maybe I prefer something a little more relaxed, maybe like some jazz, like I said, bossa nova. But yeah, if I'm working out, doing something more physical, I like that kind of music motivation, you could say, maybe something like hip hop or rock, or, you know, to your point, maybe if it's even a certain season or a certain activity happening, maybe something you wouldn't normally listen to, perhaps in the winter, maybe you'll listen to in the summer and vice versa. So that's another great thing about music is you can really make it almost like an accessory for your mood and for your setting. Absolutely. Do you feel like you've acquired any new types of music since you've been in Chile? Reggaeton, maybe? Absolutely. So I have to say, I'm not the biggest fan of reggaeton. Now, if I have, Uh-oh. if I have, <laughs> if I have a piscola in my hand, 
and I'm at uh, at a barbecue or if I'm in the club, then I'm more likely to enjoy the reggaeton. But typically, it's not something that I generally listen to. And I'm not sure what the what it's like in Boston, but in Missouri, reggaeton isn't very popular. Not many people listen to it. I think we're familiar with Pitbull and Daddy Yankee and not much else. So it's definitely been eye-opening and ear-opening to be here and, and hearing that different type of music. I will say something I, I really love about South America in general is anytime I go somewhere I can hear some kind of music being played. It's a really nice background setting for whatever you're doing. If you're in the market, if you're walking the street, if there are performers on the subway, whatever it might be, I think that adds a little spice to whatever you're doing. I think the most surprising thing I saw here was how much American music is listened to. And you will find someone who speaks zero English, but knows all the lyrics to a Backstreet Boys song. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point you make. I've heard yeah. the same, yeah. Yeah, So it, and it's, it's always so funny because you're like, oh, I didn't think you spoke English. And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they know all the lyrics to these really famous songs. Sure, sure. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's another, it's a really interesting cultural aspect of music as well. What's funny too is I get a lot of younger students who will know some English, and I'm like, oh, what is your background on English? And they'll say, oh, only music. I only know English through music. And I try to think, and I'm like, what songs were you listening to that helped you with your English? Because I think the lyrics in American music is awful. It makes no sense. If I was to help you translate, I'd be like, this is this is not a word. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, you're right. Lots of slang. Lots of vocabulary that, as a teacher, it wouldn't be something I'd recommend to someone at first. And so it's interesting to, to, to hear that. Maybe someone who speaks little to no English, but they know very specific slang words they've heard in like a, a rap song or, yeah. or something like this. And it really surprises me to think, wow, you know this really specialized word that not a lot of people know only from hearing a song on the radio or some other outlet like that. Yeah, I think music can definitely help with language learning, but it has to be a specific artist that writes lyrics that have meaning to it. I had a student whose favorite band was Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I love them. Their music, Me too. their music is phenomenal, but yeah. their lyrics to learn English, yeah, not great. <laughs> I actually had so I had a friend recently ask me about the lyrics about because I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of my favorite bands, and they asked me about a series of lyrics from a song and I had to tell them I'm not even going to try to explain to you because it's just a lot of it's really just a lot of mashing together words to make them rhyme so even just a one line a lot of times makes me go what exactly are they saying so it's more about the sound and the rhythm than really the meaning so it's it's funny to have those sort of conversations and so how do you consume your music now? Spotify mostly or? Yeah, exactly. So like, like most people I think nowadays, um, I really jumped onto the, onto the Spotify bandwagon. Yeah, it was funny the other day, one of my friends had a birthday and I was like, oh, I want to make her something. And when I was in high school and even college, a gift that I would normally give was a playlist. I would make a mix CD of like songs that were meaningful to us or whatever and literally have it on a CD with like writing the tracks. Exactly. And I was like, oh wow, like I'd love to do that 
today for my friend's birthday and I was like, it's not even possible. A, my computer doesn't have a CD drive anymore and most other computers don't. So even if you somehow manage to buy a CD and make it, you, no one would know how to play it. Exactly. It's, it's, so, it's so interesting how, how quickly obsolete things, and especially with music, become. It's so funny to talk to people about, you know, before even our time, there was 8-track, there was cassette, then CD. And I remember when I was a, a little kid, CDs were just revolutionary. I had, I had my CD case, I had my Walkman, my headphones, and I thought it was the, the coolest thing to, to ever be invented. And now we, we already just, what, 15, 20 years later, look back, uh, and it's like a relic of the past. No one... And I think what I miss about it is today you you listen to songs, but you don't really listen to albums. Right. So like I would buy a CD based on a song I like and I'd listen to the whole album and that song I like ends up being my least favorite song of the album. Exactly. Because I listen to the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, like track seven is actually amazing. And now it's like you listen to the hit song and then you usually don't listen to the album anymore. I know exactly what you mean. It's it's kind of become a lost art of listening to an album from beginning to end. When the artist made the music, they were thinking about it as, as an art form. It's kind of meant to be listened to from beginning to end, mm -hmm. not, not chopped up song by song. So as you can see, music has definitely evolved over the years. No more CDs, no more MP3 players. Solely now, only on our phones. <laughs> yep, like <laughs> pretty much everything else, right? Exactly. Well, Ian, thanks so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you. Sure, it was a pleasure being on here. Thanks, Paige. And as you know, listeners, if you get lost, there'll be a transcript online as well as a vocabulary guide. So thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.